0: Hello, I'm Emmanuel, and this is His Word Podcast coming to you from Grace House. In the last episode, that's episode 9, the Lord allowed us to speak on developing and sustaining spiritual hunger and thirst for God. We were reminded in that episode that hunger for food and thirst for water are two natural expressions basic to all humans and even animals. That one of the key indicators that something is wrong with our physical body Or that we are sick is when we lose our appetite for food and thirst for water. We are also told that we are also wired as human, similarly, to hunger and crave for God by default. As we were made to see that God planted in the human heart a mysterious longing which nothing under the sun can satisfy but God. That we see saw in Ecclesiastes 3.11. In this episode, and as a follow-up to that, the last episode, God is impressing it strongly on our heart to speak on the topic, pull back and restore for more effectiveness. What does it mean to pull back? In military parlance, pull back is an act of removing military troops from a position or an area so that the commanders could reorganize their units and reassess the situation and their strategy or plan of action to achieve a measure of effectiveness and breakthrough. Pullback could also be seen as an act of being less or becoming less involved in something in order to get some needed rest, get refreshed, get revived, or relight the fire and move on better. It could mean to withdraw, to depart to another place in search of quiet, um, uh, quiet or privacy. In Mark 6 31, Jesus said to the disciples, and I believe to us today, come ye yourself apart into a desert place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. Then if he puts it this way, then because so many people were coming and going, that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, come with me by yourself to a quiet place and get some rest. And they New Living Translation says, Then Jesus said, Let's get away from the crowds for a while and rest. There are so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to rest. From these scriptures, we can discover that the purpose of pulling back is to get away from the crowd or to set away from some routine, get away from some routine of uh, activities and resort some quiet or solitary place in order to get some rest. It is becoming increasingly difficult for some people to rest or even eat because of mounting pressures of work, either as ministers of God, as chief executive officers of government parastatals, or business executives of companies and industries. To get some rest is fast disappearing in the vocabulary of many pastors, evangelists, and ministers of God generally, um, CEOs, business executives, even as parents at the family level. Many are burning out as a result in the place of ministry or public service and even at home because of lack of rest. The unfortunate thing is that many wait until sickness forces rest on them or most unfortunately until death lays them to rest. God forbid, but it happens. The question uh, question to ask you or we should ask ourselves is which is better? to set time apart to rest, or wait until when sickness forces it on us, or death compels it. Apart from lack of rest, what else can cause burnout? In 2 Corinthians 7, 8-9, Apostle Paul said, I know I distressed you greatly with my letter. Although I felt awful at that time, I don't feel at all bad now that I see how it turned out. The letter upset you, but only for a while. Now, I'm glad, not that you were upset, but that you were jarred into turning things around. You let the distress bring you to God, not drive you uh, from Him. The result was all gain, no loss. What is distress? Distress could be defined as a set of physical strain, exhaustion, extreme anxiety, sorrow, or pain. It could be brought into the life of somebody by people, by reactions, by the way people react to you. In this case, Paul was talking about the letter he sent to the Corinthian Christians. It brought distress into their life. But he was glad that they allowed that distress to turn them to God. In Psalm 86 verse 1, David prayed, Incline your ear, O Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and distressed, needy and desiring. Poverty and lack can distress the soul. But when you turn to God, he turns, makes it good. Isaiah bemoans in Isaiah 26, verse 17 to 18, 18, as a woman with child is in pain and cries out in her pangs when she draws near the time of her delivery. So have we been in your sight, O Lord. We We have been with child and we have been in pain. We have, as it were, brought forth wind. We have not accomplished any deliverance in the earth, nor have we have these inhabitants of the world Fallen In the message Bible, it puts it this way, like a woman having a baby, writhing in distress, screaming her pain as a baby is being born. That's how we were the cause of you, God. You were, we were pregnant full time. We withdrew in labor, but born no baby. We, we gave birth to wind. Nothing came of our labor. We produced nothing living. We couldn't save the world. When there is failure, when there is apparent disappointment, when what you are looking for does not come, it could bring distress. It could cause pain. It could cause exhaustion. In First uh, Second Corinthians eleven twenty-eight, Apostle Paul recounts, and besides those things that are without, there is the daily inescapable pressure of my care, anxiety for all churches, the living. New Living Translation says the daily burden of how the churches are getting along. He asked in verse 29, Who is weak, and I do not feel his weakness? Who is made to stumble and fall and have his faith hot, and I am not on fire with sorrow or indignation? So when someone gets to the end of his rope, Paul says, I feel the depression in my bones. When someone is duped into sin, an angry fire burns in my guts. That is the expression of Apostle Paul, as a minister of God, as a servant of God, as a pastor. That is his expression. So, man of God, can we call your attention to the fact that there is a deadly, a daily inescapable pressure, care, and anxiety, a daily burden of how the church or churches under your care are getting along? That ministry is mounting upon your soul. When the church is not growing as you believe it should. When the ministry does not seem to be making progress in your judgment, or church or ministry members are not advancing in faith in your judgment and understanding. Or when a wolf comes in and steals one of your members in form of false teaching, or an hiring of a husband or wife, the pressure is on you, man of God. And the care, burden, anxiety might be building up and taking a toll on your health. That mounting pressure, that burden and anxiety have the tendency to drive you to think that you need more activities, more programs, more engagement, and probably more spiritual exercises to the point that you neglect the cry for rest by your body and the cry for restoration by your soul. In that sense, you might not see or hear in your inner recesses that the owner of the church is asking you to pull back and come in sacred quiet, quietness, and solitary consultation with Him to reassess your situation, the situation of your body, the situation of your soul, the situation of your heart, and the situation of your church or ministry. You might not see that you need a rest, a refreshing, and a rel- lighting of your fire in His presence. Can we suggest to you to pull back to restore for greater effectiveness, health, and mission? Can we remind you that it is not, it's, it's not a sign sorry, it's not a sin to say no to that invitation to minister when your body is crying for rest and your soul for restoration. The psalmist says in Psalm 23 verses 2 and 3, He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Can we plead with you to seek this restoration, this rest and redirection that comes from God that your light might break forth like the morning and your healing, your restoration and the power of a new life shall spring forth speedily. Your righteousness, your rightness, your justice and your right relationship with God shall go before you, conducting you to peace and prosperity and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard as the Lord assures us in Isaiah 58, verse 18 in the Amplified. Can we also call your attention, you chief executive officer, company or business executive, that there is a daily inescapable pressure, care, and anxiety, a daily burden of, on how your establishment will survive the, uh, survive the current economic crunch facing the nation. For those of you who are vice chancellors, rectors, or provosts of universities, polytechnics, and colleges of education, respectively, upon whom the pressure and anxiety on how to get the next salaries and wages of staff, how to solve the mountain infrastructural problems and other mountain needs in the face of scarce resources and staff union agitations. Can we remind you that that pressure might be taking a toll on your health and can lead to a state of physical strain, exhaustion, extreme anxiety, and you might need to pull back and restore before it gets too late. At the family level, can we call your attention, their husband and their wife, indeed every parent and grandparent, that there is a daily inescapable pressure, care, and anxiety, a daily burden of how your family will survive the current economic crunch facing the nation, a mighty anxiety on how the children that God graciously given to you will make it in their education. It's a burden for parents. Especially in this time and age when there are mounting peer and negative pressures. How they can pull through successfully in their marriage and new homes. As a parent and grandparent myself, I can tell you that these pressures and burdens that come by them are real. And that they can also take a toll on your health and upon your soul. In conclusion, can we say that Everyone under the sound of our voice this moment, as long as God has given you one kind of assignment or the other, you need this pullback for restoration, rejuvenation, and rest. If God Almighty needed rest on the seventh day after six days of creative activities and instituted the Sabbath as an everlasting ordinance, if Jesus Christ in the days of his earthly ministry needed rest and commanded his disciples so to do, what makes you think you are a superman who needs no time to pull back and rest for restoration and refreshment? Please, please and please, we beseech you in the name of the Lord to make it a priority in life to pull back once in a while to rest and consult your Maker and consult the giver of those children you are you are you know uh, you, are, you are you are an anxiety for. The giver of that work, that company, that institution that you have been called to head, The giver of the opportunity to be that chief executive. Would you please make it a priority in life to pull back once in a while to rest and to consult him. And if you do this, we trust God that it will be better and better for you. As we come your way again next time, please, we encourage you. Make it a duty to pull back. And restore for more effectiveness in your workplace. More effectiveness in ministry. More effectiveness in the family. More effectiveness you know, in your duties as a parent. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His light shine upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name. Amen.